Tim and he's John and this is How to Murder Time, a podcast about games and things. Hello everybody. Watcher. He's ill. There's uh, a storm outside <laughs> just made up with our best episodes. This is all sorts all sorts of crazy. Yeah, I, I went to Ireland last week to, to catch a cold and bring it back to the UK. Foreign. Foreign, foreign germs, yes, yes. It was, it was, it was very like good. Having Brexit, you know. Yes, yes. I, I thought I'd take advantage of the last last opportunity for a British person to be able to go to Europe without serious questions and searching. Um, I saw the island at the end of the, the, the Force Awakens, the, the the Skywalker's Island. There went on yeah. a little boat trip around it. It was very good. I was such a tourist. It was, it was, it was a fine week. Uh, but yeah, I caught a cold and now I'm back. Hooray! Um, yeah, and I walked here today because next week's the big week. Uh, I, I've, I've somehow managed to have two holidays a week apart, um, but my, this this next one is is the first week of my walking all the way around the southwest coast path peninsula, Cornwall, Devon, Dorset thing. Auditions um, for Tim's replacement. Yes, start yes, week. I may not be back here again. Uh, this may be my last episode. I might find my find my bleached bones at the base of a Devon cliff somewhere in the years to come. Um, yeah, so I'll be taking my phone and a little camera thing and yeah. some battery pack and stuff. So I might try and record a little bit of hikey video j- journal diary yes. thing. The last last um <laughs> and the, last days. the memorial um yes. Snowden video will be up yeah right okay cool um yeah so i think i probably ought to take this opportunity to talk about some games yeah um, not say goodbye no, wait yeah no I'm, I'm professional right to the end you see yeah, okay. this is how i will this is how i will want to have been remembered would have been nice to make 200 episodes <laughs> <laughs> and the damn fool went out and walked off a cliff. Yes. Um, I had to talk about Shadow of Mordor. Um, Has there been a Mordor? Middle Earth, colon, Shadow of Mordor. There, there's, colon, there's been a Mordor. There's been a Mordor, yes. Yes, I see. Wait, wait, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, so, I, I noticed you're being cutting edge again and getting on this just before the sequel comes Absolutely, the sequel's about, uh, about to come out. And here I am just finally... Oh, I bought it in the most recent Steam sale thing, but it had been sat on my desktop and I've been sort of somewhat trepidatious of double-clicking on it because that becomes a new investment of time and, and caring and stuff. Um, and yeah, I sort of finally got around to firing it up. God, it's hard work. What do you mean it's hard? It's work? hard work. It is a very hard work game. I mean, it starts off all glorious, lavish, etc. Remember, I come out of this off the back of Mad Max, the Mad Ooh. Max game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and that's and, a hard right, isn't it? And an official aficionado of various Assassin's Creed games over the years, and have played Arkham Asylum. And yeah, it is very much Middle Earth Assassin's Creed, isn't it? Um, so yeah, you you there's a bit of plot and some stuff, and you wake up dead. There's a bit of story rewriting. Yeah, apparently there's yeah, it, it all takes place. I can't quite work it out at some point. This all takes place, I think, well before Lord of the Rings. Yeah, uh, it's some some point during the is, no, not the Second Age because that's Numenor. No, some point in the, in the early Third Age, long before Frodo and the Ring and all that happens. Gollum's in it, yeah. um, but that doesn't mean a lot because Gollum's about eight hundred years old at the time of Lord of the Rings. So you are a ranger who's been posted on the battlements of the black what will become the black gate of mordor before sauron's full return to to mordor itself he's presumably somewhere still in mirkwood as the necromancer at this point uh there's been a sauron there's been a sauron and you're you're killed um there's some sort of uh big invasion and the the black hand who's like this elite sort of lieutenant of sauron who appears nowhere in any of the books and his his it's it's a common theme with (laughs) and his 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 small group of elite lieutenant left hand left hand men the the Tower of Sauron and the the shield of Sauron and the 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 three way multi tool of Sauron. They all sort of gather around and beat you to death and carry out a ritual where they kill you in a certain way and they kill your family in front of you and then kill you and this then binds your soul to a wraith who's some sort of elf lord and we don't know who that is yet but I've got a bit of a feeling. 
Um, and so you sort of wake up as a sort of undead half half ranger, half elf lord, wraith of superhero type. Um, it's all very, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching, and I think the word contrived is an excuse to give you the detective vision. <laughs> you got the detective vision, <laughs> eagle sight. Only it's wraith vision, yeah. but you don't have to have the one ring. You just you just can do that by pressing V. It's fine, yeah. uh, which lets you see through buildings and see orcs and stuff. And you find yourself on top of a, an invisible tower, um, the, and looking out. It is, and you get to jump off it's the first, first yeah. thing it says to do is push w in space to jump forwards and you do the big jump only there's no hay cart there you just you go wham care. yeah because you, you're already dead so somehow you turn into a ghost you turn into a ghost you get your body back <laughs> i think turning into a ghost must kill your momentum or something it's yeah, yeah ghost physics it's a weird old mishmash it really is they really they've got the license fair enough and they've decided to cobble together some kind of very derivative sort of open map activities yeah, yeah. sort of uh, assassin's creedy things i got a feeling it was probably another game but they didn't get the license yeah. They were expecting or something. So. Sort of, yes. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that it apparently started off in the early design stages as a Batman game about gangs in Gotham? <laughs> You're Batman and you've got the gangs. You are so Batman. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And there are gangs, there are, yeah, lieutenants and, and orc, orcs and stuff. So you're wandering around a whole sort of a load of orc encampments and old ruined fortifications from the Second Age and so on, and the orcs are everywhere. Uh, and it's the usual sort of thing stalking, uh, counter based combat fighting. Yeah. There's an ability tree, you work up with your, your runes and your, your power points and your XP and so on. There's this weird mishmash, mishmash system of, of progression in there as well. And you're trying to basically, I think you need to, the overall, the idea, I think the plot is you're trying to find this black hand who's some kind of sort of scary mini Sauron type and kill him because you're quite angry because he killed you. You're um, Yeah, exactly. And, and and the elf spirit that's been bound to you by this weird ritual also wants to, to take him out as well. So, you know, it's like, it's like it's like a sort of buddy cop movie, only you're both both halves of the buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Every so yeah. often this wraith will step out of you and you have a bit of a chat about using the fear against the enemy blah 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 it's such a weird thing it, it it's got all the curly elf writing on the ui and it's got the the, the sword and the dour looking aragorn type xb and it's got the sort of the the elf spirit type there <coughs> and as i say yeah Gollum makes a cameo as yeah. well with some side missions and, but it's that's what Gollum's for. Uh, yeah it's yeah it's just too desperate it desperately wants to be a lord of the rings thing it's but not it, lord of the rings nothing absolutely nothing to do with lord of the rings in any sense shape or form it's got they've middle ta- earth on it and the curly elf writing bit, they started rewriting bits yeah it? i mean the orcs i do like the orcs the orcs are really well done i mean i've part of my my i have real problems with this game in in, in various different ways that you know are somewhat expectable of me but i don't like the orcs because they taunt you a lot yeah, this is a game that I don't know if I'm if I'm playing it right or wrong. By it, it's a game that wants you to lose, and losing fairly often is actually required to move forward. Yeah, because of the way sometimes losing is a tactic you want to use. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you've got these various orcs. There's loads and loads of orcs everywhere, and that's a problem yeah. because you get into that. It's that the right. It wants you to do stealth, and I try to do stealth, but sometimes you get it wrong, and sometimes you end up in open open sword fighting and stuff, and it absolutely goes mental. I'm not kidding. There have sometimes been thirty or forty orcs all clustered around me yeah. waiting for their turn, and their symbols appear above the head. It is Batman combat, yeah. but it's also Assassin's Creed combat, and it's the worst of Assassin's Creed One, where the guards would never stop coming. You know, 
And I suppose yeah. that's the game telling me, no, you should stop fighting and run away and hide. And I, I don't want to. I don't want to run away. I want to be the hero. <laughs> I want to win. That's surely the point of fighting. You know, <laughs> yeah, they can't be brooding that fast. And that's coupled with the with this weird. Well, for starters, you've got a nightmare console controller port to PC. The the buttons are all over the place. Hold down space to run. Yeah. What? Yeah. Hold down left shift to to sneak. Yeah. And then there's like E to to do some attacks and, and right click to counter but then left click and then of course it's all chain wallop 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 combat as you're bouncing backwards and forwards between people around you very much like Batman and Assassin's Creed and whatever but your sword appears to do almost negligible damage to any of the enemies you hit an orc about seven or eight times and eventually stars will appear over his head and he'll, 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 he'll sort of collapse on the floor at which point you can then hold down sh- left shift and right to pull the dagger and do a, a ground execution but the ground execution animation takes about two or three seconds and at any point if you take damage during that it cancels yeah and of course if there are two orcs there the other orc is going to hit you while you're trying to execute his mate (laughs) so practically speaking you can't pull off the ground kill executions i mean sort of a little way in you get the ability unlocked to your sword starts to glow if you get like eight hits in a row and that then means you can push f (laughs) another random key press to to just suddenly execute one of them and that will go into sort of cutscene in in combat immunity so that's the only way i can kill them when there's more more than three of them around. So, I mean, eventually, if you just keep wailing on them with the basic sword attack, they eventually will die. But this is so tedious. And in the time it takes to do that, three or four more have, like, you know, teleported, have been spawned around a corner and come running in. So the combat, I just find it's really unpleasant and unwelcome. I'm just not enjoying combat (laughs) in that game in the slightest. I quite like the stealth of it all, you know, the creeping up behind and stealth takedowns, assassinations. You've got the obligatory leaping airdrop kills and the creep up behind with a knife and stuff. You got the crouch in the bushes and lure them over, sort of attack. That kind of stealth gameplay is quite satisfying, but if you get it wrong, and it really does seem to me like it, you have got it wrong and you're being punished by being made to do the open combat, which is just awful. I just, yeah. I find I just can't play this game for more than about half an hour at a time, and I really want to like it. I want to crack <laughs> on and want to, you know, get involved in what little, you know, because of some plot, you know, the sort of very generic sort of I'm going to get my revenge type plot going on there. There was a wife and a child at the start, I think. I don't really know. I'd love to Families really follow. exist in these things just yeah. to give you motivation. Yes, yes. It's, you, you it's could, a tough break being a wife or child in this kind of world. Pos- Possibly have any motivation unless innocent people are killed. Is it not enough to just want to fight the evil that is Sauron? Yeah. Yeah, no, I have to have everything taken from me first, you know. Okay. Because otherwise I was quite ambivalent about the Dark Lord Sauron and his reign of evil. Are you a ranger or something? (laughs) Somebody whose job it was. Yes. (laughs) How about just protecting Gondor? I could sign up for that. That's all right. Yes. By definition, the character (laughs) was invested. (laughs) And all the NPCs, you meet meet this this, this outcast. So you've got the, the native population of the land that was Mordor before. Mordor, there's apparently outcast peoples who live there, humans, and they're all like mostly enslaved now. But there's a couple who are there, and some of the rain, of course, you know, obviously, the only other human people you're working with are people who you were originally trying to you were sent out to hunt down and execute because they betrayed Gondor, blah blah blah. It's got that whole dark and gritty thing in, in yeah. spades, and that's really not oddly enough, you know, despite everything that goes on in Lord of the Rings, you know, Sam and Frodo's travails in Mordor and stuff, it's not a dark and gritty novel no, at all. No. It is. It is very clearly good and evil and, and hope triumphing over the darkness and the despair. And this is all. Friendship will win. Exactly, yeah. 
and but this this is absolutely the batman story this is like the dark age of comics this is oh we've all made sacrifices you know it's it's all you know i have to be very careful not to become more evil than the evil i'm fighting blah 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 you know and it's not even you know the temptation of the ring this is just everything shit and we're all going to just have to get on with it you know it's it reminds it's off i, I haven't actually played what game is it with Star Wars where you're Darth Vader's ex-apprentice or something? Ah, uh, Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. So, so for a long time it was Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast, Jedi Knight, the Carl yeah. Catan yeah. stuff, which was all pretty, pretty light, lightweight, pretty in the spirit of Star Wars. Yeah. But then they decide, oh no, we don't. We, we're all a bit fed up with you know the good versus bad Star Wars for, you know, story because that's all now for kids. That's the yeah, Clone Wars or whatever. So they decide, oh let's, let's reinvent Star Wars to be some dark and gritty thing where the hero is just you know slightly less evil than Vader and. and your 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 star killer or whatever his yeah. name is, and you, you know you're you're the apprentice of the dark side, and the best you can hope for is a renegade type shepherd type outcome instead of just full on evil, and you know you sort of miss the point and the draw of something like oh, Star Wars or the, Lord of the Rings. The reason for that game existed was so that you could be using the dark side force powers. Well, yeah, it's cool to be shooting stuff with lightning, but I can do that. Well, I can do that in Skyrim. The force frankly. pushing um, people off the edge of platforms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you just you, why not go for the dark playthrough Jedi Knight? Jedi Knight had a really satisfying and quite well written dark Kyle Katarn story path, which turned out not to be canon in the end for the sequels, obviously. But if you played the original Jedi Knight Dark Forces two thing, because that was with all the FMV stuff, yeah. you played that on the dark side it was quite grim but you got to play with all the dark powers as well and it was a very interesting story <coughs> but now that's sort of taken on the oh we've got to it's all got to be dark and gritty and i thought that was something even comics and, and superhero films were getting away from nowadays uh, they're trying to yeah, guardians yeah. of the galaxy and i, I, I that was a bit dark was it that wasn't that dark it was, it was, it, the second one. no i haven't no and I understand Thor Ragnarok's not quite so grim dark either these days. But Thor Ragnarok's a bit neon, and it's going to be fantastic. Yes, yes, and that seems to be a, a welcome relief to that whole, you know, almost going back as far as the Tim Burton Batman. Yeah. You know, you know the the whole. It's got to be the dark night. It's really, yeah, it's very difficult to tell the difference between the hero and the bad people. Well, it's you know. when Schumacher came along and made um, his Batman film yeah. with all of the neon and everything, and everyone hated it. But you look back at it now, and that was he probably... tried to do something else, which is a good. <laughs> tried thing. to break out. Yeah. This oh, it's just terrible responsibility, darkness, blah blah. And I get that. It that's, jokes in it. I is get it, that that's sort of Batman's thing, but well, you know, you just get a bit tired. If we, if of we it. look at the <coughs> definitive list of good Batman, yeah, there's Adam uh, West. The, the uh, animated series and Adam West, <laughs> and that's it. And Kevin Conroy, yeah. but yeah, yeah, and they were both quite light. Yeah. Batman. Well, anyway, so back to Shadow of Mordor. I'm, I'm sort of slug slugging away at it, but I'm, I'm. It's just such hard work all the time. For starters, you've got this nemesis system. I, I running, all, this is the longest any review of this game has ever gone in without mentioning <laughs> oh, the, just, the just, good thing about I, the game. I've just been raging on the basic gameplay, yeah. <laughs> Let me get started on the, the big USP. Yeah, so the Nemesis system. The interesting thing about the game. Yeah, so it's basically, yeah, there are various orc captains all around this these areas. It's a usual map of different zones with little activity icons in it. And in each of these zones are various different orc captains. And half the time I end up jump, accidentally hitting them in open combat without even realising they were captains, yeah, which yeah, is a problem. Because yeah. unless you use your your detective vision your wraith vision to scan around you don't actually know that these are captains because they, they they must have spent a very long time coming up with a procedural orc generator yes because there are just loads and loads it's, it's not is it, just it's a pork generator <coughs> 
it's really good. it's really well done it's really good you've got i don't think i've ever seen any game ever where the the enemies are so interesting and varied across there's, the whole field there's not it's not voices. just here are here are four models and we're yeah. just going to palette swap them there's not enough voices but yeah well, that's, that's everything else is good yeah yeah there's just hundreds and hundreds of varieties of orc and and some of these are are captains yeah. and some of them if you if you get killed in open combat or whatever by a normal orc he gets promoted yeah. he he gets his big break you know and they really rub it in when they kill you they yeah. They, you know, the camera zooms in on the face, and they're really quite vile with their taunts and stuff. And I've, they don't get too miffed when you come back. Though. That triggers me. That, that triggers me quite badly. So I get quite cross, and I do go charging after them. I right, where is he? You know, I, and that's that's an intended thing that's worked well. You know, I have started to build actual personal resentments to have specific. Have you got orcs. to the bit where you're? Build, so it works well. Have you got to the bit where you're building a network? No, not really. I've, okay. I've, 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 I've freed the rat, rat bag, one yeah. of the one of the orcs who's been who's yeah. tied there's, up. And there's a mechanic sort of it gives you to... far too late in the game. Yeah, which you will get later. Okay, fair enough. Which makes the entire nemesis <coughs> mean something. So basically, these orcs are all vying amongst each other, and each time one of them kills you, he gains power and defeats several other captains, yeah. gets more powerful, and so on. And there's this big sort of you know ranking array of them. Yeah. Um, you, you, they're, all, they're, all, they're all shadows to start yeah. with, so you have to go around and find intelligence. So certain orcs you need to grab and force suck memories from their heads. You know, I keep, <laughs> keep using dark force powers. It is <laughs> you are such a such a dark Jedi in this thing. It really is sort of Mary Sue. I have all the powers from every hero everywhere. You know, um, just over the top thing going on there. So yeah, you manage to suck their memories out, and that, that will then reveal certain orcs and where they are and what their names are. And then you need to do again and apply more intelligence to the same one, and then you can find out a whole list of weaknesses and vulnerabilities, yeah. which is yeah. an interesting thing. I guess ah. they're randomly generated. Yeah. What comes next? Yeah. You don't have is the ability to have orcs on your side. Okay. You you basically make it so orcs basically in in the, in the Batman idea they would have become informants. Yes. But in this they, they become. Um, basically, people who are secretly on your side. So, if you're having a fight, they will help you. Okay. And so you can do things. If you want to so take sort of over building one guy towards some kind of civil two, war. Yeah. Thing. If you yeah. got, if you're trying to take up one guy and his two underlings yeah. are on your side, they will help you in the fight. Uh, okay. Interesting. And that's where it starts getting interesting because you you only get it halfway through the game. It's, I think At which only, point you're already well into your basic method of dealing yeah. with it all. Yeah. yeah. I think you only get it when you open the second map. Yeah. Uh, oh right. Second map. Yeah. Way. Yeah. I guess there's a gateway at the south yeah. end. Uh, and uh, yeah, so you end up uh, trying to get some people trying to level them up into a position where they can be promoted so they're in the right position to be able to do what you want to do later yeah yeah i see which is where it comes really interesting. that sounds interesting but as you say it sound, sounds I, I have actually seen other people review this thing and say that yeah. this kind of stuff comes in way too late yeah it's a, it seems a shame if that would have been an early mechanic but there's a lot to get used to very early on as well so you've got these vulnerabilities and weaknesses which are interesting but they're, they're clearly randomly generated yes. as all these orc captains yeah. are they've got like a big list of names they draw from and then they'll put together various facial features and a whole load of weaknesses and vulnerabilities and off they go <coughs> but some of them totally are a bit flammable. weird yeah exactly some of them can be taken down from headshots from a long way away yeah. with your wraith mode bow zoom fire yeah. bam slows time yeah. yeah but and some of them are totally immune to arrows and unless you've done the intelligence you won't know until you take a shot yeah. at them which is really bad yeah the first time you set yourself up for the perfect yeah. kill the okay. boink boink the head oh hell <laughs> immune to arrows oh I've learned something about this yeah. one then ah, also away. how does that work <laughs> 
<laughs> but you get ones that are immune to everything except being run down by being ridden on the back of a Cadazol yeah. thing. There's these basically evil warg dog things that are around the place, and they're, they're hilarious actually because they will just go after orcs as much as you. You, you let them out. Yeah, I always do. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad about the, uh, the the prisoners and slaves who also get munched, but yeah, it's fantastic distraction. But you get the ability to jump on one from above in sort of Legolas style and use your mind powers to to tame it. And then then there's a whole, some of these bosses can only be killed from being ridden yeah there's a whole riding mechanic yeah. in there which i'm not very good at at all yeah. and i keep accidentally leaping off the thing and you know, I just <laughs> i have real problems with the controls and this is as well as the usual assassin's creed problem of accidentally leaping onto nearby lampposts all the yeah. time you know when you're trying to run down a street um you got that going on i'm always leaping onto the wrong pillar or yeah, flying off the ledge yeah yeah Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah. And and then that's coupled with the fact that pretty much all of the controls are on buttons that don't make any sense and are different to most of the other third-person games I play lately. I mean, um, does it play better on a controller? Yes. I imagine it probably does. Yeah. I don't have a... I had a, one of those 360 controllers for PC, but the batteries leaked in the back, and now it's oh. useless. Yeah, I'd have to buy another one now, so I'm not going to. So I'm going to soldier on with this awful key mapping. Maybe I'll start remapping it myself once I've worked out what I wanted to actually do. The problem is, then you can never remember when you come back. I know. It's, 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 I'm fighting the controls most of the way through. It just doesn't have, you know, comparing like for like, Assassin's Creed really have solved that. Yes. Certainly by the second and third games, you, 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 you are in control of your character. Yeah, you still occasionally leap onto a lamppost and hang there because you're, you're an idiot. But, but you know, they've, they've mostly that's a solved it makes the thing. right guess. And then with Batman, it, that's not really even that kind of parkour combat any that movement anyway. Batman's much more of a methodical yeah. plodder. And so, he, he will poof, up to things yeah. now and then, but he was much more slow and. You know, you know, controllable. It's not you're not parkour flying across these levels anyway. But where with this Shadow Mordor thing, you know, where another company has tried to implement the same kind of game, they've just not quite hit the mark with the controls. I think. I don't know. Maybe I haven't even been playing it a week or two. Perhaps perhaps I'll grow into it. Obviously, but you know, initially, having played several of these games in the past, I can see this one doesn't it doesn't flow as well. I'm always yeah. pushing the wrong button, doing the wrong thing. See, yeah. I mean, the, the Nemesis system is quite funny in some respects because there I'm crouched in a bush waiting to make my move, and this this oh, captain is is vulnerable to being munched on by the dog things, and a dog thing just runs off, runs <laughs> in from the left of the screen, finds him, leaps on him, munched him, suddenly, bomb, killed. Yeah. I was like, what? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> referee! I've had it happen when I wasn't even looking. <laughs> yeah, a couple of times, yeah. just you know, some some behind at the back of yeah. shot, the, the 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 captain gets n- nailed by something. It's, um, so that can lead to some sort of unintentional hilarity. But I suppose that's an, the, the whole nemesis system. I can see, but the problem is killing the captains is how you generate the red XP, and the red XP is required to unlock tiers of abilities. And I can, I could see a wretched situation where I'm going to find myself. I, I really, really hope it's not necessary to just go and die lots and lots to the same no, boss I, just I to get enough that. points. Because no. that's death levelling, and that was stupid in Guild Wars. That, that, I don't even want to go into that again now. But the idea that you would have to die over and over and over just to make your enemy powerful enough to give you enough points that you can then profit from killing yeah. him, that sounds absolutely <laughs> wretched. So hopefully it won't come to that. But but it's continually generating new orcs up from the ranks all the time you're killing them. So I'm guessing the, you don't ever get to just clear the board of orcs. There's always new... Yeah, new New captains coming through. You might control all the orcs, but... Yeah, yeah. So, so I suppose that they're not really a nemesis in that sense. They're more of a resource at that point, yeah. which, which is a bit a bit odd, you know. Farming the enemy for well, that's an MMO thing, yeah. isn't it? But, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's got your little side challenges. I quite like the hunting the animals one, killing spiders and, and rats and things, and or finding the right kinds of herbs to to tick off lists. There's but, one 
ancient artifacty thing I could never find. Uh, yeah, there's lots of hiddens to go and find. And oh, I see the old uh, rotate an object game is there. Yeah, I last yeah. saw that in Tomb Raider 2013. It thing. was popular for a couple of years. Yeah, it's here is a thing. Turn it round so you can look yeah. at the back. I've looked at the back. There's a thing. Oh, well done you. <laughs> Identify what? the glowing point on this item. <laughs> find the spot on this three-dimensional object. <laughs> take take this round peg. Put it into this square. Yeah. <coughs> it's just yeah. Why? What? Okay, fine. Thank you. It's uh, why I don't play new games. It's full of this rubbish. Yeah, yeah. I, that's that's a that's a weird semi-emergent mechanic we could do without seeing. Again, to be honest, Most it of them are. doesn't really help or further anything. Yeah, fine, by all means, you know, investigate the thing, show us some law, but you know, don't have, don't make me have to turn a bowl over to look at the bottom of it to see the next bit of law. That's a waste of my time. I'm a busy person. Yeah. That is not gameplay. Not it, really. You game. may think it's gameplay. As games go, that's quite simplistic. <laughs> yes, turn an object over to look at the back. Tick. Uh, yeah, you got you got your bow and your dagger and your sword, and they've all got rune slots and you gain runes when you kill captains. But they yeah. seem to be quite randomly generated as yeah, well, yeah. and that's so you may weird, not get the one want when weird you want. power leveling thing going on there as well. It's it's just hard work. I think largely it is this whole intra, yeah, intransigence of the combat. It's just. You know, you just think, oh god, I've just I've, here I've, I've bollocked up my my silent takedown, and now I have to fight thirty orcs. I could just die, I suppose, get it over with. But it's sure, you're it's starting awesome. to subvert the point of playing a game at that point. If yeah. if you're you know starting to if victory is not even about <laughs> defeating the enemy anymore. The problem I found with the game was it was an idea, and they didn't put enough game behind it. Um, Yes, yeah. you've got you've got to do all these things, but why do you have to do all these things? And you're basically just shuffling resources. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm playing it off the back of playing Mad Max, uh, another Warner Brothers open yeah. world roam, and the Mad Max is much better to be honest it fits its its ip much better and it's just gen the combat is again mad max is about heavy stompy counter kill combat as well in the batman style and and it's much more satisfying much more manageable yeah. you've got interesting types of enemies you, you say it's not it's not all about you know i'll just keep countering and eventually you'll be fine because you remember in assassin's creed uh certainly the second game they started introducing enemies big bruiser types who you couldn't counter kill yes. they just kept smacking yeah, in the face to, when to you try to avoid the uh problem in the yeah, first game they pressing, just end up wasting. Yeah, you stand there on a crossroads in the first game, just pushing counter, 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 and eventually yeah, everyone would die and you'd, you'd win. But they invented new enemy types that were resistant to that, that you had to jump over or throw grenades at or whatever. But it's like you're being introduced to those sorts of enemies right at the word go in, in Shadow of Mordor. But there's there's the hunter ones who will just stand there throwing spears at you, and those things really hurt. Yeah. And unless you close with them, and there'll be four or five orcs between you and them, they're just going to nail you. Uh, let alone archers, like actually, on top. Over the head, yeah, yeah, you've got to really work for it. And it seems like a lot of hard work for basic ground fodder, you know. Yeah. I'd understand if this was like a boss fight arena. And how is it for boss fight, by the way? Most of the orc captains I've met so far are not boss fights. They're no. just normal uh, monsters with a few a few more stats you are fine basically uh there's nothing too bad until the very very end yeah i imagine fighting the hand of sauron is going to be an absolute the, the pain la- in the arse but the entire end of the game is bollocks yeah yeah <laughs> well i look forward to that uh it's but, not a spoiler because it's a game and well yeah bollocks. yeah so i don't know it's it's a really odd thing i, I got rave reviews and everything and i, I really personally really have enjoyed monolith's work they um um no One Lives Forever yeah. and Tron 2.0, so amongst other things. A- Aliens vs. Predator, the first, yeah. well, the first one. So, These you know, they're, they're, they're a good company who do well, do good it, games. It's not but a bad, this, this thing is just... It's, it's not a bad game, it's just not It enough. feels thrown together. Yeah, it's bits. And it's the sort of thing you think, okay, they'll fix that in the sequel. And the sequel's about putting together an army. 
Yeah, so yeah. you're using Shadow of War, which yeah. is so coming you're soon. using the um, uh, the mechanics in there to uh, dominate uh, people, get them on your side, yeah. and build up a force. Yeah. And that sounds a lot better. I'm not going to play that though. <laughs> Fair enough. Have you know, I've decided that I do. Do you know what their uh, microtransaction selling point is? Oh, there was a whole load of crap in the launcher the window with like things you could buy and stuff. I've oh, no, no, no for, interest for in any of that. One. Oh no, you get orcs from lockboxes. <laughs> <laughs> Lockboxes and single player games. This is yes. where we're at now. Yeah, yeah. Yes. well done, Don't everyone. No, I'll right. wait till it turns up free on one of the. Uh, well, I only bought this thing as five dollars on Steam or yeah. whatever, so you know it's not a huge investment. I'm going to keep playing it because I like the idea, and, and I'm vaguely interested in just learning more about Middle Earth and so on. But this has the feel. You're not learning about Middle Earth. No. You're learning about something. This that is that a looks whole like load of made-up non-canon stuff. In the sequel, know. he makes you a ring. <laughs> well, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, spoiler. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I yeah, I'll keep playing, but it's it's an odd thing. It's an odd thing. I I, I almost find myself missing Lord of the Rings online because at least that was a much more faithful adaptation of the the much loved source material. They'd read the book. They'd actually read the books. Yeah. This this is even all... the Silmarillion. <coughs> even the They've. Silmarillion. You know, they, they they mention Gondor every now and then, but that's about all you've really got tangentially. Yeah, I, absolutely. Now you explain about the whole it was going to be a Batman yeah. game. That absolutely. That's right, because I think Monolith was Monolith in Gotham Imposters. Uh, one of them. That, that yeah. big sort of land deathmatchy thing where you were fighting for either the Joker's side or Batman's side and dressed that, up that, hero that thing. That was the land. That well, was just, yeah. whatever. That was cashing in on the, yeah. the, the uh, popular of the time of the. Uh, but yeah. Mind you, that's that's surprising that you couldn't get the Batman license, but that you were fine with a Lord of the Rings tie-in game. I well, thought no, the license would have been. they could get the license is what they were allowed to use because uh, don't forget that Warner Brothers have the uh, yes and the Batman license, but they don't have so, the Hobbit license. It's all like weird, complicated. I, I thing. don't. I, it was probably that they just yeah. needed a Lord of the Rings game. Or I don't know. I like, had to put a game out to get the license going. Maybe. I mean, as a as a sort of you know stealth roam box, it's serviceable. But I, you know, in terms of basic mechanics and flow and controls and stuff, I've played better. Yeah. Uh, it looks nice. It's, yeah, it does look nice. It looks yeah. nice, and it's got nice orcs. Yeah, the orcs are very good. <laughs> as an orc simulator, it's Yeah, it's a really good orc simulator. Yes, and go- Gollum's in it as well, but I couldn't work out if that was actually Andy Serkis or someone doing no, an Andy Serkis no, impression. Actually, one of the good things about uh, Andy Serkis' Gollum is everyone could do an impression of it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So there you go, Shadow and Mordor. I probably keep going with it, but I'm, I don't know yet. Yeah, you know, it's a... Uh, yeah. uh, uh, don't know. Wait until I'm sure it has moments. It probably has moments of genius, and and yeah, as you say, this could just be that early stage where they deliberately keep you unpowerful, just so that you can become powerful. But maybe maybe once I've unlocked all my abilities, it'll it'll all hang together better. But at the moment, it's just it's just hard work, and and I can only really play it in small small but small doses, which is probably not good. So over to you. I'm going to talk about Rise of Industry. Rise of Industry. Okay. This is a very, 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 very early access game. Yeah. Which uh, isn't even on Steam at the time of recording. It might be hard to check Steam for a week. Because that would mean looking at games. Uh, it's a a bit like Railroad Tycoon. Oh, okay. I like that. Sort of. Basically, what you're doing is you're doing every step of the production chain. You'll put down an orchard make apples, you put down a sand gathering place, yeah. uh, sand mine, or whatever. Sand mine. <laughs> uh, which will then go to a glass blowing place, which yeah. make the bottles, you put them together, then you ship them off to one of the local towns and sell the cider you've made. Right. Uh, or you can uh, um, have a cow farm 
where you have a field of cows growing on stalks or whatever, however that works. <laughs> yeah. And that that will give you the cow press. That will give you milk, meat, and leather. And then you have to take all three of those resources and do something with them in order to build up other chains. Right. And it goes up to oil and other things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's about processes yeah, it's, connecting it, together machinery, is it? Have, have you played Factorio? No, no. It's a bit like that, but um, not. Okay. Uh, so it's, a, it's all about efficiency. Yeah, yeah. You are making X number of meat. Yeah. How can you process that meat and sell it to either the towns or out of state, uh, which is just a, a generic buy or buy anything for slightly less. Yeah. Uh, how can you use all of these resources and sell them in the most efficient way? Connecting things together yeah. efficiently. Yeah, so it sounds if, appealing. So a wheat farm going and making dough and milk and things to make a burger, eventually, yeah. multi-stage, or you could just do canned meat, which is canned and meat. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you've got, if, if you're doing anything with cows, though, you can have leather. Yep. Or if you're going to do anything with uh, chickens, you can have eggs. And so you need to get rid of the leather, uh, leather and the eggs. And yeah, you could just sell them on the open market. So the gameplay you're is better in... off maybe getting into textiles. Yeah, yeah. So putting together the best combination of resources yeah. to make the most profit out of multiple staged refinement. Now, the game yeah. is very, very, very clear about not wanting you to know the numbers. Okay. So you don't really know how much... Of course, there's probably a wiki out there somewhere with it all. <laughs> you don't know how much leather you're going to get per turn or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah. Per unit of time. And so you don't know how many uh, cow farms you're going to need to keep that uh, handbag factory in business. So a lot of the gameplay will be constantly monitoring the ratios yeah. and adjusting systems. Uh, and also, systems you've fit. got trucks driving on the road. Yeah. So you've got to take into account how long it takes to get the resources from one place okay. to another so if you build stuff close together it's really fast but if you build something further away it's going to take more trucks to get there in the same amount of time right you're going to have so many trucks per place and each place can only send things to three places okay so uh, yeah they can working have as, efficient as many sources as possible uh, as they want going into them but they can only send to three places and you have to this sounds it interesting it sounds like something i might i might enjoy yeah yeah, yeah. it's a bit early at the moment mm. uh also there's trains Yep. I don't like the trains. No. The, the way the train model works is you have stations on a train line. Yep. You put down the train line, you put the stations down. Ah, so like transport solves, tycoon. Yeah, and it mm. solves all of your long-range distribution problems. It's fast, cheap, yeah. nice, as you'd expect. Uh -huh. The whole point of trains. Yeah. Uh, but the way it works is you say, right, this train is going to have one carriage, and this carriage is going to take apples. And then you set that one up. You say, it's going to go from here to here. Okay. And so <coughs> it'll wait until enough apples are delivered at the train station, <clears throat> and then I'll just send the train up to the other place, and that'll be it. Right. So you're basically just generating packets of equipment and uh, things to send from one station to another. Yeah. I've, I tried using the setting up a route to go, I want to go to this station, drop off this stuff, go to this station, drop off this stuff. That ought stuff. to be doable, surely. Yeah, it is, but there's no point, because what you just do is say, this train just holds uh, oil, and when it's full, just send it. It doesn't have to come back. Oh. It just goes, and then it, that's the journey hmm. done. So it sounds like the trains might need maintenance over time costs or well, something. I, I think the trains need... I would like to see... Some reason to make the trains yeah. used more efficiently. I would yeah. like to see more of a train management system into it. Well, that, I, that's I like, a whole game in yeah. itself, really, isn't yeah, it? I'd that? like to see making a proper train network, because... At the heart of this game is all delivering stuff from A to B. Mm. Everything on it is... If, if you build uh, a factory in the wrong place and you have to send stuff to the other side of the map to sell it, yeah. then that takes ages and uses up all your trucks from that place. So you're going to want to put a train in. And I'd like to see this really 
flesh out the train bit. The yeah, rest yeah. of it is great. Um, the ability to put down farms and factories and oil processors and oil wells and yeah. natural gas stuff. It's all great. And you're just getting stuff. And then at some point you end up having to deal with the fact that these things are going to overproduce for what you need. So do you then sell off the excess oil mm. or do you then really get into plastics? Yeah, yeah. Sort of work, use that as the basis for additional chains or whatever. Yeah, sounds, sounds interesting. Does it have like I don't know missions or objectives no, to hit? It's, it's just very, a very, very just a sandbox access. sort of it's thing. Just a sandbox. Just earn lots of you money. You start with yeah. twenty million, um, which you can spend. Mm. You start with way too much money. Yeah. Uh, for what the game is, okay. There's no real challenge until the point where you're doing massive infrastructures. This is early access. Very early. Okay. Access. Oh, so it sounds like they're getting the basic yeah. nuts and bolts down first yeah, before putting a gameplay over the top. The reason why I looked at it was it looked very promising. Mm. So I thought I'll have a go. And yes, it is it is Does it look, look nice? It, it, it looks... You've got a fixed camera angle, isometric. Yeah, so uh, the old transport tycoon style thing. Yeah, it looks very much thing. like a slightly more modern transport tycoon. Okay. It's not flash, but it's satisfying It's like transport tycoon. I think it sort of satisfied my, my train set yeah. urges. I didn't see any way to rotate the camera. Hmm. So I think it might just be the one angle. Okay. Uh, Transport Tycoon, you couldn't rotate the camera, could you? I think you could flip it 90 degrees. Yeah. I don't know if you can in this. I didn't see a way. I should mm. probably find out because it would be useful because sometimes lining up trains with stations is a bit hard. Oh, right. Um, yeah. So basically, make resources, use resources. Yeah. Transport re- stuff around the map. And it, it really scratches <coughs> that itch in me for that. Transport tycoon yes. want to do yeah, this, yeah. make yeah, you know, make a nice little industry here. I know that's the sort of feeling, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's great fun and I quite recommend it, but I wouldn't recommend people buy it until it actually becomes a proper game. So keep an eye on. Yeah. I actually like early access. Yeah, yeah. Which is currently on Itchio, so it's not even on Steam. Oh right. Okay. That's how early it is. Wow, that is early. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I don't talk about Warframe. I'm still playing that. That's about my only real MMO at the moment. I mean, Path of Exile, I suppose. It's not really an MMO either. I'm still playing Warframe. Yeah, I really get into it. I don't know what it is. It just really clicks for me. Have the numbers dropped off dramatically in the last half week? I don't know what numbers are. I, I solo it, mostly. Okay. <laughs> I just wonder, because Destiny haven't come out. Uh, yes, yes. A big, uh, a big competition, I suppose, but... But no, I've just it, it, there's a sort of rinse and repeat to it all. But the moment-to-moment gameplay is a lot of fun. Still, it, it's all about the mods. So yes. each each time you each piece of equipment you have has a number of levels that goes up from one to thirty when it maxes out. Every time that goes up, the number of available mod slots you can put into it increases, and a mod will take up a certain drain number. So like it starts at four, you can increase that. You can increase the mod's power, and it will inc- by spending internal currency yeah. and money. So, so, so a, a five percent damage bonus can go up to ten percent, to fifteen percent, to twenty percent, and so on. Each time you do that, costs you some internal currency that you've earned by gameplay, and the drain goes up as well. So it takes up more mod okay. slots yeah. to put the thing into your piece of equipment. And uh, the, they, the mods come in uh, three different varieties: gold, silver, and bronze, uh, based on the rarity. And they drop from creatures that you're fighting in, you know, in the gameplay. So it's always exciting when you see a new gold one dropping because you think. Ah, all right, how does this change my gameplay now? So, for example, the, the gold drop that goes on a melee weapon, they're all sort of classed by what sort of equipment they'll go in. Yeah. Uh, there'll be one that increases fire damage and status effect chance, and you can drop that in, and suddenly your sword does fire when it hits people. Excellent. And if you put fire and cold on the same weapon, that then turns into blast damage. You've got this sort of elemental okay. additive yeah. effect. Yeah. I think um, heat and electricity makes radiation 
don't ask. Um, I believe that's how physics works. Yeah, I think it's cold and electricity makes magnetism. And then basically these, these different elemental effects have different effects on different types of enemies. And if you use this like game scanner thing, you can build up a codex of enemies and learn yeah. their vulnerabilities. There's lots of twinkly little, little bits along the side. This is the advantage of coming out of this game X many years into its run. I imagine it was quite a quite a, uh, a basic and quite dull affair to begin with, but it's quite exciting and busy now with lots of stuff to do and going on. Um, I've got a dog thing, Pet. You managed to do a train of missions. Some of the mission chains are a bit weird. They're not scaled for solo. So, so, <laughs> so suddenly you find they're really quite hard work compared to the normal missioning you've been doing going through the star map and so on. Uh, but I managed to get through some of those and um, get myself a, a dog pet thing that runs off and grabs loot, which is awesome. quite good. Uh, it also savages uh, savages uh, enemies and steals their weapons. <laughs> makes, nice. makes disarms them, which is quite cool. Um that's really handy because you've got certain types of enemies. Do you know the the, the, the car door and pistol type enemies? Yeah, yeah we got yeah. some of those in there. We call uh, them riot shields. Yeah, they exactly. They 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 can't. They they they're really difficult to take out with normal Dream normal things. The, well, no, the dog runs over and just mauls them oh. to death, <laughs> which is quite handy. You can shoot the tops of their heads or their feet as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got different sorts of weapons in there. I found a really good sniper rifle now, and so I'm happy. I I, yeah. I do enjoy those and certain mods that you can get I found a mod you can put into rifles called Hush which uh, initially has a 25% chance of the enemy not hearing your weapons you can mod that up to 50% 75% so once you fully mod that it's effectively a silencer for a sniper rifle silent sniper rifle (laughs) that's my preferred way of playing so I've just trouble is it's it's quite quite funny the because of the way the mod system works you could put that in any gun that you like and they just clearly haven't been bothered to go and record quieter sound effects for every weapon so the gun just makes exactly the same noise it always does only the enemies are pretending not to hear it now so which is good bang oh what was that no shh he's got a silencer on don't 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 look at it but um yeah as i'm working my way through the solar system map i hit a bottleneck there's junctions which are like big sort of um interplanetary relay stations that you have to go through and they usually have a a little task list of different missions to have completed bosses to have been killed and so on little checklist before you can go through and the one that lets you get to Saturn from Europa, or from Jupiter, it requires you to have killed one of the bosses on Europa. And this boss was an absolute nightmare boss mission. It was a series of flying robot drones. You have to kill three of them in succession and drop the power cores they drop into three different holes on this okay. giant hangar thing. Uh, they, they've got absolute mobility and they rocket spam like crazy. I mean, if you, if you stand still, you will be killed instantly. I tried and I tried and I tried. And I don't know if this is the scaling or what, but I just couldn't do it. So, but that's all right. You can hit the public list drop down and um i i had to wait a bit because you know not many new players coming through but this this boss has a chance of dropping a warframe component i haven't actually got a full warframe yet i got the Uh, one you get to start with obviously but the the rest of the warframes typically come with four sub components and a blueprint and then an extra bit as well so you need five different drops and they typically all come from the same same boss so you end up having to farm the boss a bit to try and get the uh, the bits and pieces you need to build a new warframe so you can have a new class available um i've not even got a full set of anything yet i've got a few bits pieces i'm working towards but this particular boss drops certain i think the nova warframe drops the pieces from that so every so often you'll get some ridiculously tricked out high level come through um the mod system goes up to 30 slots 
yeah. on a level 30 piece of equipment, but you can apply an Orokin reactor, some rare thing, that will double that. Okay. Yeah, So, but those are quite rare to drop, so, and obviously you'd only do that on weapons you want to keep and really yeah. make powerful. That suddenly gives you 60 mod slots instead of 30, and obviously you can then rank up all the mods you've got in there to make them go much higher on the pips. So basically, there's a vast scale of power available between brand new player and really sort of top-end maxed-out player. And every, and every so often, you know, one of these top maxed-out players will come through farming that boss for some bits and stuff. So I ended up in this pickup group for the, 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 boss I can, the flying boss I couldn't get through. Um, and it was like the the uh, the rift ones I do. Basically, one guy who just totally knows it runs straight through, and you're just yeah. following him. <laughs> he gets to the yeah. boss. He'd actually killed it before we got into the room. I, got, <laughs> I managed to land some hits on the boss. You know, I managed to ah, wait. I'm here. Fire, fire. Oh, okay, dad dead. And the other two didn't even make it into the room with boss <laughs> fight. But but that's fine because that ticked off the progression to let me through the relay. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. I'll come back when I'm powerful and never go at doing it properly. On the whole, it's not too bad with you know boss fight nightmare. It's got enough different interesting mission types that that keep you that can keep you varied and interesting and i'm still just loving the basic shooting the enemies you know gameplay it's a really good third person shooter with like powers and and equipment and and incrementing abilities and mod slots and so on so yeah i still really i just dip in do a mission here and there they rarely take more than 15 20 minutes even when i'm slowly going through stealthily taking them out one at a time you know i still get the whole thing done in half an hour but um yeah pick up group stuff you just tend to blast through going crazy with your aoe abilities and get to the end and think wow what happened there you get the chart at the end showing damage percentages done and stuff and sometimes i'm as high as like 11 percent of the team's damage yeah and then i will be second <laughs> be like one guy with like one guy with like 80 percent damage with a knee and then like one guy who just zero didn't even see any enemies who managed to load in and oh god nothing but no one seems to get shirty you know sometimes in mmo groups where some friend of humanity is running a damage parser I don't, you no. probably haven't experienced this. No, I, I avoid that kind of thing. All right, let me explain what that is. Then. So basically, you're in a pickup group doing a dungeon in an MMO-type setting. You're familiar with this this basic rigmarole. I know where the people do that. Yes. So what happens is that the games that support add-ons, someone will be running a thing that's just logging all the combat damage. Because a, a lot of these old-fashioned games send the combat damage to yeah. chat yeah. In, a, in a tab. So you can get a little script that will just run through, read all of those, and tot up the numbers. And then at the end, it just dumps into group chat the percentage rankings of who did what damage and stuff. And that's the point... If you're if you if you did less damage than the tank, that you should be so ashamed of yourself that you you uh, uninstall the game yeah. and hit your PC with an axe and don't ever play games again. You know, if the healer's out damaging the 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 the, the second DPS in the group, then usually there's harsh words are said. But uh, no, this game, you know, Warframe seems to have that built into the end of mission report anyway. Oh, and yeah. no one, no one, I've not been accused at all. I've not even had a sarcastic good game. You know, or, yeah. you know, no problem for the boost. You know, they say as they disappear in group leave. No, nothing like that at all. No, not at all. It's it's just a. Uh, I suppose most people understand it as a, an un- unavoidable sort of factor of how the, the stats and the leveling all work. Some people are just going to be vastly more powerful than others, yeah. and will do much better. And that's fine. You know, I, no one seems to mind taking a few extra people along on a ride for that kind of thing. I don't know about playing it in a static group. But that's, that's something to look for, look at in the future, I suppose. But you know, so many nights of the week stuff going on. But, but no, I'm really enjoying it. And like I say, the aesthetic is really interesting and different. I've mentioned that before. It's a very sort of quirky, far-future, post-human weirdness going on in the solar system. There aren't ground missions on Jupiter in the end. It was all, float- oh. it was all floating platforms. Okay. Floating good, ga- good, gas good. platforms, yes, yes. Tiny bit of research. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, Uranus is covered in the sea. 
yeah. yeah, go go figure. And there was there was snowy mountains on Venus, so you know, blah blah blah, terraforming, whatever. There's probably going to be some. I quite like the the void stuff as well. There's there's there's, there's, a, there's a there's a place called the void full of Orokin derelict ships, and uh, they all look like very very high concept classy hotels oh. with like all seating and fountains and, nice. and like you know sort of faint faint uh, high end shopping mall type aspect. In fact, I think I saw something very similar at Canary Wharf once. But, is it like the way that? Uh, and you're just having these massive gun battles in there yeah. anyway. Yes. Is it like the way that the uh, USS Enterprise from uh, Next Generation is the only spaceship with <laughs> pot plants? <laughs> it's, it is a very very plush. Yeah, yeah. I also quite guilty traipsing around in there with assault rifles and things. But but yeah, I mean it's interesting tile sets that do vary quite a bit. I mean with Saturn, it's mostly floating. It's mostly spaceships on Saturn. But you looking out the windows and they've done you know got the wing belt and yeah. all, the, all that sort of thing going on. So I'm sort of plugging my way through the map. The, the star map is starting to get quite tricky now, starting to get harder. But I'm building decent gear. It seems my progression seems to be moving along competently. I'm having to work for it, and that's yeah. fine. But but yeah, I've, I've got the tools to do it. And at any point, because it does not scale the level to your level, the the, the actual location is whatever level it is. So at any point, if you say for example you got a whole load of new guns that start at level one, yeah. you want to try them out. You just go back to Earth or Mars or whatever and do a bit of running around in there. There's always more things to collect. Also more bosses. Yeah, you know, go back and visit some old bosses and see if you can get some more bits of the Warframe you've been working towards. There is that rinse and repeat farmability to the whole game built right in because they want people to be playing for a long time. If you're really dedicated and push hard, I think you probably get through the initial solar system map on your basic first Warframe and first set of gear in a couple of weeks a month at most i expect but you know it's it's that sort of short session drop in do a level or two go play something else and i'm really it's really lasting oddly i mean i've i've started this massive campaign you know that you know when you play a you buy any game off of steam and play it for less than 10 minutes you end up with three new items in inventory yes yes it gives you those stupid badge things that you're supposed to forge together to game i don't know what self-esteem something like that um yeah they've been clearing up my inventories for since they started introducing it all so i've started selling them all on the steam market that's the plan yeah Yeah, well that's why they're there so the steam market problems (coughs) to sell it you go into the inventory tab right click sell and then it brings up it brings up a really elaborate market graph of the the, the ranging send day average of it or like 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 you were selling stocks and shares in a in a fortune you know fc FTSE 100 company or whatever uh, and so you pick your price that you're going to sell it for and you have to I, so I, I agree to the terms of agreement yeah tick the box push a button it then says right uh, okay now because you don't have a Steam authenticator we're going to put that on hold for 14 days and also you need to confirm your sale price pr- pricing by, by by clicking on an email link which we're going to send you so you do that and then 14 days later it goes on sale and maybe somebody buys it for 3 pence Yeah, and you have to do that for each and every single Steam badge one at a time you can buy a gun easier than that in the US yeah less cool downtime you just show me driver's license or whatever uh, yeah I mean it's ridiculous the safeguards they put on these three universally three to well, six pence what, items what you've got to remember is Steam. that the trading cards almost destroyed PC gaming so. well whatever because they were becoming ha- why all the shovelware was happening yeah yeah well I've, you get three of them guaranteed within ten minutes of starting anything you bought on Steam anyway so I don't I've, approve of them I refuse to even sell them well I, yeah but I, I, I didn't approve of them either and I was, I was going to destroy them um, but they don't let you you cannot no. destroy them. You, they, they cannot be destroyed. I refuse to trade them with people, and I refuse to sell them. I've decided to just sell them all off and then buy Warframe cash with it so yeah. I can <laughs> to unlock a few more equipment slots. Occasionally, somebody will try and do a trade <coughs> request with me. 
Oh yeah, people know who they are. Well, Sorry, not happening. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm just, I'm selling them all. I don't care anymore. Whatever. Um, so yeah, that, that I've got about eighty-seven pence now so far. Wow. Go me. Yeah. yeah, and that's like you know about five years worth of diligent yeah. gaming. Uh, it's so worth it. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much the Warframe Platinum cash shop money it costs i mean you can sell your 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 rare drops inside warframe for other players platinum in a sort of plexi sense so you know if i I might try that if i need to you need platinum to unlock more equipment slots you can only you can only hold you carry so you can only have so many primary and secondary weapons and only so many warframes at the same time you can always sell off ones you've no longer interested in and that gets it back down again i mean it's it's a very good game in terms of the cash shoppery Uh, it's it's you're paying to to shortcut grind shortcut yeah, waiting yeah. really and if you're patient or stubborn like i am then that's not a problem but i'm enjoying it so much i feel i want to put some money back but not any of my own money which is why i'm selling all my steam cards yes. i'm going to give them the <laughs> proceeds of that instead i might just i don't know buy buy tenors worth of platinum or something just to support the whole endeavor but that's the thing i'm getting to the point where i've decided that not only is the cash shop non-exploitary but actually i'm feeling quite guilty for being so entertained for nothing for yeah, so long yeah. I feel that it, that's how i start to look at cash shop free to play yeah why not just buy some points and then not bother claiming them or anything you know yeah here have, have some have some money and no i don't really want any of your lock boxes or shortcuts to the end of the game why would i want that i'm enjoying it i don't want it to be over yet uh anyway free to play whatever but yeah warframe still playing that a lot enjoying that a lot so over to you hey, i'm going to talk about battlestar galactica deadlock you had to look that up i had to look yeah. at my notes Battlestar Galactic uh, generic name. Yeah. Yeah. This is a Battlestar Galactica space combat strategy oh, game. Oh, dear. I, I remember the web-based shooty thing that, that didn't go down that well. Web-based shooty thing? Yeah, there was some Battlestar Galactica combat in- oh, game no. thing. That, no, oh, never paid attention. Yeah, it wasn't, oh, yeah, wasn't great. Thing. Yeah. Uh, no, th- this is basically you are in charge of the colonial fleet. Oh, this isn't the one where the 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 um the 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 fighty game as well where they were like had to invent 15 different new types no, of No, 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 this isn't the stupid I remember you talking about that game, mobile which, thing, yeah. Yeah. No, th- th- this is basically you um that's quite a cheap license, isn't it? 12 Jupiter class battle stars have been delivered to the uh, uh various colonies. Oh yeah. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? And uh at the same sort of time. Yeah. Uh, the Cylons come back and decide to start uh, decide to start nuking them. Right, and so Admiral Kane takes over the fleet. Uh, okay, and uh, it is up to you as her uh, XO to um, try and win war and kill Cylons and stuff before she murders you. Yeah, <coughs> um, she's quite fierce. So basically, it's a game where you have a fleet of ships. Lots of fleets of ships, yeah. and then each individual battle is basically a RTSC fly your ship around, shoot everything, launch vipers, put flak out on this side, oh, yeah. fire missiles at this, fire all the things, exactly. make it look spectacular. Exactly. It controls beautifully well. Okay. To move, you select the ship, and then in the arc in front of you, you end up with a goated out version of the ship, so you put it where you want it to be, how you want to point it, and the altitude you want it to be. Okay. And then the next turn, it's turn-based, yeah. it will move to that point. Ah. And then there's a quite nice UI for saying, right, I want you to focus fire on this guy, I want you to fire missiles this, I want you to launch it's a It's a bit like the X-Wing miniatures game. Very sort much. Of planning like your that. next move. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, or the star, well, the Star Trek one, which was more capital ship. Based. It feels a bit more like um, 
um, uh, Armada, the, okay. the larger scale one. Yeah. So you, you you start off with a couple of tiny ships, and you get to build new ones, uh, build up fleets, make multiple fleets, tell them to go where you want to go, have fights. There's um, random fleets around which you can take uh, fight. There's missions that you can take. Yeah. And it actually plays really, really well, and feels quite battlegrounds-ically. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I have some issues. Uh huh. Quite early on, you got to imagine. Uh, picture the scene. Yeah. <laughs> the silence are nuking various colonies. Yes. And That's quite bad. It's going slightly wrong. Galactica has bugged off and been lost already somehow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so. Oh, you, this is what happened to everyone who stayed yeah. behind, right? No, no, the, the, <coughs> no. I'm not entirely sure how it. <laughs> and uh, you you basically ha- are taking over. And then one of the early things that I say uh, said to you is uh, some would see the colonial fleet fail. And at that point, I'm thinking, who would want to see us fail at our job of protecting the colonies except the Cylons? Cylons, yeah. Are, is the politics of this place really expect us to believe it? <laughs> they want the military to fail because they don't like the military. <laughs> Down with fighting back against yeah. the enemy. It's it's got that computer gamey. There has to be conflict. We're going to write a bit of conflict, and we're not going to think about the conflict too much because oh. it's going to sound a bit silly so got, if we talk it. So you got some sort of needless sort of drama going on in yeah. High Command. Yeah, yeah it, it does. Our species is being exterminated. Let's yeah. all just. Deal with that later, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, some of the mission briefings uh, get a bit too jovial, yeah. and it just doesn't feel like military. It the, <laughs> doesn't the writers, feel like you're fighting for your survival. The writers yeah. have struck for an idea and missed. Yeah, it's all a bit, it's all a bit laughing in the uh, ten forward of the yeah. Enterprise type. Yeah, it's weird. It just doesn't <laughs> fit. It's not right. It feels all wrong. Yeah, uh, it, it doesn't feel very galactically. Because you just keep going back, thinking back to that first episode, the 33-minute thing on the Galactica series. That's how it should all be. Everyone on edge, everyone everyone struggling, yeah. Not, you know, oh, did you you catch the match on the weekend? (laughs) Right, let's deal with some Cylons. Do they bang on about pyramid games all the time? uh, Not yet. Early on, there's a mission where oh yeah, we we we've destroyed more civilian stuff than the uh, Cylons could have managed. (laughs) Terrible. Yeah. Computer game writing, hire someone. Or don't bother with it. Yeah, yeah. just don't you have cutscenes. You don't need it. It doesn't no. need a plot. Silent or attacking, need to do stuff. Okay, yeah. you it's a pretty self evident plot. Missions saying, right, we need to get to Ragnarok, we need to rearm, we need to do this, do this, do this, do this. Well, they say you should show, not tell. You know, a good, a well written computer game story is delivered in the gameplay. Yeah. You don't, you know, and now off to some cutscene, you know. Not in the briefing missions. It's yeah. not in the cutscenes. It, it's purely the uh, X Wing style of learning everything about what's going on in the mission briefing. Mm. Um, I so, haven't unlocked the shadowy guy to tell me what I'm meant to do in the Empire yet. <laughs> to let me know what's really going uh-huh, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so no, I, I was thinking Homeworld is a good example of that yeah. done well. Oh, yeah, there, there's, there's some cutscenes, sure, but most of the story this, takes place in the missions and, and what the missions are themselves. This game wants to be Homeworld. Uh, yeah. It plays, I would say that the, I like the controls better than Homeworld. Yeah, the controls always were a problem with the yeah. original Homeworld. Uh, and it looks good, sounds good, plays well. I've had a crash or two, which is a bit annoying. <laughs> apart uh, from that. Apart from that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's interesting and plays well. And I, it, it's a game I think I would recommend people had a look at, even if you didn't like uh, Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Just if you liked space combat What's, games. What is this? Is this PC? PC. Okay, it's not a yeah. mobile thing. It's, yeah. it's PC written in Unity, uh, as far as I can All tell, right. I assume. Find it in the usual places, I yeah. guess. Yeah, assume it's Unity. Uh, yes, it, it's on um, um, 
Steam, that's the one. Steam. What is Steam. what is it that called? That ubiquitous what, that, 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 digital that, yeah, that, shop thing yeah. that where yeah. all our games come from forever, from yeah. forevermore. I was in our local town and they still have a game. Uh, it was just full of second-hand mobile phones in the window. Which is I run it really because I happen to know that that's the uh, one in their headquarters flagship store. Flagship store. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> mm. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's very good. Cool. Okay. Uh, I'm out of stuff to well. I could talk for hours to be honest, but I didn't oh, bring I'm, I'm going to briefly mention. Yeah, again. Yeah. I'm going to briefly mention uh, Waterdeep. Waterdeep. Lords of Waterdeep. Have oh, you I, heard of it? I've played the board game of that in a virtual form and in cardboard too. Well, the, the virtual form came to Steam in in a standalone game. Oh, uh, which I think is the port of the mobile phone one, but I never played the mobile okay. phone one. So I'm not entirely sure. So uh. I got it and had a quick play. Oh, I, could, I, I do like a bit of water. I sent I sent the tabletop simulator workshop takedown possibly yeah. in the in the in the, uh, in the air. Then. Yeah, that, that's why I mentioned it. Oh that dear. Now, it, now there is actually a commercial rival yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. This is quite good. It plays quite well. It does multiplayer. It's not as good multiplayer as tabletop simulator because, frankly, what is? Yeah, yeah. Well, tabletop, tabletop simulator is a literal version of the physical yeah. board game, whereas this, and, I suppose, sort of dresses it all up in twiddly yeah. bits. And I think I have to unlock the expansions as DLC. <laughs> yeah, Skullport yeah, and yeah. Uh, Undermounted. Well, to be honest, I could... Skullport and Undermounted aren't that I great, could, to be honest. I leave them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, but, base, yeah. the basic game is so perfect, it's difficult to see how you can it add to that. It plays quite well. Uh, the only issue I have with it is yeah. when you're playing up against AIs, which is something that you don't get out of tabletop simulator, true. Uh, the turns happen so fast, Yeah, it's hard to keep track of what people are obviously working towards. Okay. Which is a massive part of the game if yeah, you're yeah. actually trying to Trying to work out which lord they are and yeah. how, how they're going to win, yeah. Yeah, it makes it quite hard to do that. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's a way for me to go back and look at the log and see what's going on. Yeah. But apart from that, it plays really well. You you, you, you get your... Um, your guys, you put them on your agents. You put them on the squares. It works. Everything's fine. Everything's automatic. It's Do really, your quests. Really quite spend smooth. your fighters and rogues and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's really quite smooth. Really quite well and polished, and it plays really quite well. Excellent. So yeah, that's worth. A okay. Look, yeah, like. worth worth a look. And it does support multiplayer, but I haven't played it multiplayer because I like my people. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to try that versus the tabletop simulator version. I mean, obviously, tabletop simulator <laughs> version, you know, very little work and effort. I suppose the. The, the AI would be the interesting yes, thing there. Yeah. How do the computer opponents do? <laughs> do they do they know how to use their Lord cards well? Do they so. build on strategies? And, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think <coughs> I don't, it's not a particularly hard game to code the AI for. Or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your Lord card dictates a certain way to play, and then you just need to yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Have to have a look for that. Mm, cool. Good. Well, I'm done as well. Why don't you do the spiel? If you go on to howtomurdertime.com, you can see all our previous shows. You can go on to YouTube where you can see all our videos and like and subscribe and all that sort of goodness. And yep. also uh, leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to us on iTunes and your podcast app of choice. If you like. If you like. Or don't bother. <laughs> it's all, frankly all the same to yeah. us. It's just nice to have you here. It is. Nice to know you're here. It's nice to know someone's listening and watching. <laughs> yeah. So with Bless that, you. we'll see you next time. Goodbye.